Welcome, friends. My name is Debbie Lawrence, and this is Episode 1 of the Compassionate Leader School Podcast. At last, we're here together. I'm so excited to be launching this podcast. Here's what I really want you to know from the outset. This past fall, I began my 35th year as an adult educator, teaching people in the business world how to communicate, how to connect, how to build highly functioning teams, to plan, to market their wares, and ultimately, how to lead compassionately. In doing so, I've dedicated countless hours leading programs customized for the business community, delivering corporate training, doing speaking engagements, and working one-on-one with mostly small business owners and their employees. Many of you listening today have participated in one or more of the 40-hour programs I've been teaching for a long time, and it's typically held in a boardroom setting. Now, you can imagine what is shared amongst a group of business people who spend 40, 60, 80, in some cases over 200 hours together in a space that I am proud to say is described by participants as safe and inviting and encouraging, so much so that this boardroom table has become known as our beloved wisdom table. I've seen and heard and learned a lot over the years, the specifics of which will forever stay at the table, but the learning The learning is what I'm here to share. In fact, one of the main reasons I started this podcast was for my program participants and private clients. I wanted to be able to expand on our conversations in a different way. It's also my hope and intention that this podcast serve as a vehicle for bringing the teachings, guidance, tools, strategies, and encouragement to even more people. And I really want to reach beyond the shores of Atlantic Canada, where I've spent most of my teaching and coaching career. I want to be able to help business leaders and their employees in every nook and cranny, especially those in rural communities whose needs and challenges can be different than those of business leaders in major centers. So here's the plan. I am committed to bringing you an episode of the Compassionate Leader School podcast every second Sunday with an eye to eventually making it a weekly get-together for us. But you know me, I believe in under-promising and over-delivering, so we'll start with bi-weekly. As a bonus, I'm about to over-deliver, I have uploaded three episodes, including this one to get you going, so happy listening. I've also decided to take a page out of the TED Talk world and keep each podcast around the 18-minute mark or less, although um, this first episode may be a little bit longer. TED organizers chose 18 minutes because research shows that 18 minutes is long enough for a speaker to flesh out an idea, and it's short enough that a listener can take it in, digest it, and understand all of the important information. So, 18 minutes or less it is. Why Sunday? Well, because many of you have told me it's the one day of the week that you've got some time, you often refer to it as some me time, for catching up and investing in your personal and professional development. I now hope your Sunday to-do list includes listening to the Compassionate Leader School podcast. Finally, I want to say thank you so much for listening. 
I hope it also means you have subscribed to the podcast. And if you haven't, I'll give you a nudge at the end of today's episode. You can also go to my website, uh, debbielawrence.ca or abundantliving.ca. You'll land on the same page and sign up for the podcast notices so you never miss an episode. I'll put a link in the show notes here to make that easier for you. All right. So now that we've taken care of all of that, I want to talk about why I chose to create the Compassionate Leader School podcast. Let me begin here. I spend most of my days talking with people, especially those in the business world who were in a leadership role, you know, business owners, senior leaders in for-profit and non-for-profit organizations, supervisors, managers, and team leads. One of the most common things they say is, Debbie, I would be brilliant at my job. I would be on top of things and focused and energized if only I could be left alone to do what I do best. But I have to deal with people. Obviously, in the workplace, we need to interact with other human beings on a daily basis, or certainly most of us do. Yet that's the very thing that often drains us the most. And there's no escaping it unless you want to be a hermit on some secluded island. So it's a given we have to deal with people. And I say, if we have to deal with people, let's do it as good as we can. On top of that, so many of you are conflicted about how you're supposed to show up and be as a leader. There's tons written about leadership and so much of it makes it sound like you can, I don't know, identify and cultivate your leadership style in three easy steps, or it's simply 30 days to leadership mastery. But here's the thing. It's not some series of simple steps. There's no app you can download for instant leadership 101 and you've got her done. You don't just say, this is my leadership style and you become that. Being great at leading others starts with being great at leading yourself. It's a slow, meandering, sometimes messy path that requires time, the right intention, lots of skill development, trial and error, and experience. It also calls on your courage, your willingness to be appropriately vulnerable, to up-level your communication skills, and to be invested in relationships where it's not about being right, but being kind and respectful. Your leadership style is something you need to have a clear vision around. It's, it's like a philosophy, a, a way of being so that what you think and say and do are one and the same. Your leadership style is what you live, what you breathe, who you are as a human being. And it must be consistent. Consistent so that who people experience in a private one-on-one meeting is the same person they encounter in a group setting inside the workplace and the same person again that they bump into at the grocery store. You don't leave your leadership style hung in the back of your office door when you go home. It is you. Always you. And it doesn't take shape overnight. It's a lifelong, thoughtful, and intention-driven journey. In fact, I like to think of it as the true hero's journey. Now, if that isn't enough, here's the other conversation I've been having for a very long time with leaders. We talk about how conflicted they feel between how they believe they're supposed to show up as a leader and how they really want to show up. 
let me say that again. They struggle with how they believe they're supposed to behave and think and speak versus how in their heart of hearts they want to be. And I understand why. So many of us have been conditioned by society to basically armor up when we go out in the world, especially when we take on a leadership role. You know that scene from one of those warrior movies when the knights would put on their armor from head to toe in preparation for battle? Armoring up to head out in the world kind of looks like that. We may not be able to see someone's armor, but we can feel it and hear it. That's armored leadership. This past fall, I was teaching an advanced leadership program, and I had two different groups of business leaders who were participating. For both groups, as we were sitting around the wisdom table, I asked them to share examples of the kinds of messages they had received over the years about what it takes to be a leader and what the consequences would be if they didn't abide by this unwritten and sometimes implied code of conduct. As people were sharing, and I was writing their memories on the flip chart, heads were nodding around the table because there was nothing new on this list for anyone in those rooms, including me. Here are some of the examples of what I'm talking about. If you want something done right, do it yourself. It's lonely at the top. You can't risk trusting other people because they're likely to let you down. The only person you can depend on is yourself. Never admit you don't know something. You'll lose their respect. Don't ask, tell. Otherwise, they'll think you're not in control. Give an inch and they'll take a mile every single time. Never let them see you sweat. They'll think you're weak. Those messages are like teachings, and many of us started to hear and absorb them from the time we were very young. They're sometimes spoken, certainly modeled, and as I mentioned before, often implied. And over the years, they take the form of, of what would you could think of as a, as a soundtrack that we play in our heads over and over again. And do you know how we respond to this kind of messaging, this conditioning we experience? We head out the door, but before we do, we suit up and prepare for battle. It gives birth to armored leadership, where it's really about doing whatever it takes to protect ourselves and fit in. The minute we think we'll be shown to be wrong or not have all of the answers, on goes the armor. I especially hear women entrepreneurs talk about feeling what's called the imposter syndrome or feeling they might be in the deep end, in over their heads, and not look like they are enough, strategic enough, smart enough, creative enough, strong enough, pretty enough. You get the picture. All that fuels armored leadership. And here's what you really need to know. Armoring up does not nurture cooperation. It's a force that works against collaboration, against community building, kindness, and sharing. There's no room for giving someone the benefit of the doubt when armor divides us. When we armor up, everyone loses. Our team, our customers, our community, and especially ourselves. Yet sadly, to a large extent, That is the world I experience every day. Armored people hungering for authentic human-to-human connection who are walking around so protected by their body shields. It's kind of crazy, right? So what do we do? Well, that's where compassion comes in. And that's the reason 
I created the Compassionate Leader School podcast and the programming I've developed around nurturing compassionate leadership in our business community. And it's, you know, it's one of those things that can be scary to operate from a place of compassion. I can't tell you the number of conversations I've had over the years with people in a leadership role who struggle with even the idea of allowing their compassionate side to be seen, really seen. There's a huge hunger to feel free and courageous enough to show the full scope of our humanness, to be appropriately vulnerable, and to really connect with our teams. But there's this limiting belief that you can't be that way and be taken seriously all at the same time. They believe that this is not actually doable. I get it, because that was my belief for a very long time, that this combination was not achievable. I showed up armored because I thought that was the path to being respected and listened to and the path to getting stuff done as a leader. How wrong was I? One of my favorite mantras, as so many of you know, is you've got to get comfortable feeling uncomfortable. Being a compassionate leader is often not comfortable, but it's always the path to building authentic trusting, respectful relationships. I promise you that. And I want to use this podcast as a vehicle to help you get there. One episode, one teaching, one take action challenge, and one open heart at a time. I really hope you'll give yourself permission to embrace your inner compassionate leader because it's in all of us and choose to come along for the journey. So calling all you compassionate leaders, Here's your first take action challenge, and it has two parts. Part one, go to the link provided in the show notes and sign up for podcast notices so you're always in the loop. And part two, go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, type the Compassionate Leader School podcast and hit the subscribe button. That's it. So until next time, here's to giving ourselves permission to show up as open, fierce, and compassionate leaders, and always to living life abundantly. Bye for now.